Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Downtown Dollar Bill Sports Gambling Podcast. Hopefully, the final podcast you listen to in 2023. I'm Dollar Bill. And I'm Downtown. And we just want to wish quickly, uh, say that we hope you all had a wonderful holiday season as uh, we are very close to the end of 2023. We're going to go into a new year on Monday and we're going to be picking some games that will be taking place in the new year today. Right. Um, it's an exciting time of year. Yeah. This is like probably my favorite time in the, I'll say in the football season, because yeah, you got yeah. the, all the bowl games, you got the college football playoff and you got like everything's kind of lining up in the NFL um, for their playoff races. And yeah. I think I read somewhere that there's still 24 teams alive going into the final two weeks. Yeah, it's a crazy number. Pretty interesting there. So I, uh, I don't think there's been more than than this ever. Not like, yeah, not that I could think of off the top of my head. Really, there's only like maybe one or two teams that have really cemented themselves as elite teams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it should be should be fun. So yeah. So um as usual, we always start off with how we did from the previous episode and downtown is going to let us know if we did good or if we sucked <laughs> well a little bit of both actually to be honest okay. okay so um i believe this was two weeks ago in the nfl season mm-hmm. um correct me if i'm wrong there um the first game that we picked was the cincinnati bengals getting a victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. The spread was two and a half and they won by three. I, I get the win here barely, but it's getting my teeth. I had the Bengals minus two and a half for three units. You also get the win taking the over under you, you had over 40.5 and it was clearly over that. Yes. So great, uh, great start for both of us here. Um, in the second game, on our list here, we both had Indianapolis covering the very small spread of one and a half. Indy was losing this game pretty badly at the beginning. They do come back and went 20 to 13. So we we're starting this week off. Great. Mm-hmm. Both get a win there. We both had two units on uh, game number two there. Um, and I should mention, you also had three units on your over in the first game. So we've, we've both won five units through the first two games. This is where it gets a little not great. Yeah. Now, but this was the Saturday night game. We were both on the Denver Broncos getting four and a half points. They were playing good until they ran into the Detroit Lions. Yep. Who decided to make a statement in primetime. 42 to 17. I had five units on it. You had four. His it was an ugly loss. We'll be honest. Yeah, it was. Denver just got just got handled in this, really. Um, yeah, like like big time win for Detroit here in, in prime time. Um, Denver did get the four and a half points, so I was kind of leaning that way because I think they had won six out of their seven games before. They had, this yeah. So I remember saying in the episode that I, I thought it was a little disrespectful giving Detroit that many points, but apparently Vegas knew what they were talking about in this big win for Detroit. Next game, 
Also, also lost for me, unfortunately. I had New England plus eight. I thought that was a lot of points for being at home. New England's defense has been pretty good. Unfortunately, Kansas City goes in there. They do win by 10, so they do cover the, the eight-point spread. That was a five-unit loss for myself. You went the other way, six units on the Chiefs minus eight. Big win for you. Congratulations there, my friend. All right. Next game was the Saints and the Giants. I, I thought there would be a little bit more points scored in this. Right. The Saints did 24. They did their part. But they held the Giants to only six. I had over 39, so I lost that one too. Three losses in a row here. Not, not looking good for downtown. That was four units. And unfortunately, you had a little bit more faith in the Giants. You had the Giants plus five and a half, four units, but they end up losing uh, by 18. So that's a loss, unfortunately, for you. In our next game, this was pretty good for us. We both had the under in the Buffalo Bills-Dallas game. I think, I think we thought it'd be more of a defensive struggle. Mm-hmm. And the points were pretty high, I thought, for a, for a December Buffalo game. Yeah. Buffalo looked really good in this game. Dallas they did not. Buffalo gets the big win, 31-10. to 10. So we do get the under. We both, we both win. I win five units. You win three. But... I don't think we expected Buffalo to get 31 in this, so I think we may have gotten a little lucky here. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? A win's a win. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say say no to a win. Uh, next game. Um, I was liking the Jags with the points. This was the Sunday night game. Yeah. Baltimore Jacksonville. Um, Baltimore just proved in the last two weeks what kind of team they are. I think they are the top team in the AFC now. Um, you had Baltimore minus three. They do win the game 23 to seven. They they definitely outclassed Jacksonville. I kind of thought Jacksonville had an opportunity here to kind of like put themselves in that elite status. Mm-hmm. And over the last few weeks, especially with Trevor Lawrence getting hurt, they uh they they are gonna be in tough here to make the playoffs. Yeah. With uh with Houston and Indy coming up. I think there's a three-way tie now in that division. So well. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. And the last game of the week, I love these head-to-head. I had the Seattle Seahawks getting the three points. They win the game outright, 20-17 over the Eagles. And you had Philly minus three, five units you had on that. You had a lot of confidence in the Eagles traveling across country yeah. to Seattle. I, I, that's kind of why I took the Seahawks. It was a long travel um, we we didn't know about Jalen Hurts and, and his illness when we right. made these picks, but but that definitely affected the game. Um, so overall, I win four out of eight, so fifty percent percentage there. Uh, Fifteen units won, which would put my total up to seventy-seven units total. Right. You entered the week. After, after the bets were made, you enter the week with 71 units. You win 19. So that would put you up to eight, 90 units, I believe. Yes. All right. You're at, you're at 90 units, my friend. Heading into uh, this, this fun week where we're going to be doing 
fair bit of college football and some NFL as well. Yeah, we are. So I got a little bit of elbow room here. Yeah, a little bit. So so you could take a little bit of risk here if you want. I, I might on some of these games this week. <laughs> so. so, yeah, um, you got a 13-unit 13, uh, 13 uh, lead on me. So I, I, I might make some uh, – some questionable picks here, and, and we'll right. see if I can make a little comeback here. All right. Well, um, we're going to begin with college football. We've got some good games on paper this week. Uh, how many? I think we have seven games, six six games that we've got. Probably, to pick from. Yeah, four. Yeah. So let's start. With the Music City Bowl, Auburn and Maryland, I have here Auburn as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 48. Yeah, that's what I got, too. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about this one, to be honest. Um, I was looking at both teams, and what I feel the most confident in is an overscore here. I'm I'm going to take Auburn and Maryland over the 48. And I'm going to put three units on it. All right. So to give a little background of this, uh, to Aaliyah Tonga-Vailoa, who was the quarterback of Maryland, is not playing in this game because he's getting ready for the draft. And he's the all-time... Big 10 leader in passing yards. And that. So I can understand people going away from Maryland on this game. However, the quarterback they got today, Billy Edwards Jr., is a redshirt sophomore, but he's a good quarterback. I've seen him play a few times this year. He is completely under the radar. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people today. So I'm going to take Maryland, the plus four and a half. I'm going to go seven units on that. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, man, that shocked me. Seven? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm telling you, this this kid's he, he has some legs. Where, where Tualia has the arm, Edwards has the legs. I'm taking Maryland the plus four and a half, seven units. That is. Yeah. Like that makes me think like, I know you're a Maryland supporter, so you, you must know something about this kid. Um, right. Yeah. There, there's something I'd like to, it's, it's really too bad that we, that we don't get some of the matchups that we'd like to see because of kids getting ready for the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one kind of shocks me because uh, Talia is probably like the seventh or eighth ranked quarterback going into this draft. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, besides like protecting himself from injury, like he can really improve his stock in this bowl game. I thought, like, if he went out and had like a really nice game against Auburn, through through a bunch of touchdowns, protected the ball, like it might impress scouts. So I, oh. I'm kind of that he's not playing we we had a game or two earlier in this uh in this calendar year yeah it's maryland and, and one of the things that i said 
which I still think is true. While he has a heck of an arm, and he does, he really does. It's yeah. just his passes can be of inopportune times. So mm-hmm. I don't see him as a starter in the NFL. I could no. see him as a backup. Yeah. But then again, I could be wrong. So we'll have to see. Like a fifth or sixth round pick, um, I would project him at. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And you know what? With, with the success of Brock Purdy, I can see more quarterbacks getting drafted in the sixth and seventh round rather than um, just signing them as undrafted free agents. Well, I mean, just, look- just to get that protection where, where you get them for the four seasons. Mm-hmm. You don't. Like if Brock Purdy was an undrafted free agent, let's say, and then the 49ers signed him to like a one-year deal, like he would be making $30 million now. Yeah. That's what the success he's had. I mean, between Purdy and then Tommy DeVito and Sam yes, Howell. Tommy DeVito would be the other one. Yeah. And, and Sam Howell, you know, right. and, and, and let's even mention Tom Brady. He was a sixth round draft pick. Sorry, never heard of him. Oh. Um, Tom who? Uh, Tom Birdie. Did you say Brody? Kim Brody? <laughs> yeah, him. He played in the CFL, didn't he? <laughs> oh, obviously, Tom Brady is the success story behind uh, late round picks, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, with Sam Howell, and I'm getting off topic here, but that's what we do in this show. If, if you look about a year before Sam Howell, came out in the draft he was projected as the number one pick he was and then that that was a year that i believe it was the kenny pickett draft right i believe kenny it was. Pickett ends up being the only first round qb that year mm-hmm. it was for down year it's it's crazy when when kids go back to school it doesn't always work out like matt matt barkley was going to be first overall pick things happened so that's just one of those things like Sam Howell having the success. Now, lately, he hasn't had that success. Right. And, and we will definitely be talking about more of this stuff like on our other podcasts when, when, when draft season rolls around where Washington finishes. But, mm-hmm. you know, for most of the season, it, it looked like Washington had their guy. So we'll, we'll kind of see where they end up. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. Let's, uh, let's jump into the next, uh, next game here. All right. Now, this next game, is like if we had done a list of like top bowl games we were waiting for to watch this next one is my is my clear number two georgia and florida state the orange bowl georgia is a 21 point favorite the over under is 46 okay so now i understand there's a fair bit of florida state players that are not playing mm-hmm. due to draft implications. Right. Now, this is a statement game for Florida State. They were undefeated. They won their conference. They did not get into the college football playoff because of the committee, which I agree the committee got the teams right. Mm-hmm. But Florida State fans don't care about that. They played all the games that were in front of them. Some players got hurt. They're undefeated. Now they're a three-touchdown dog 
against the team that was the number one all year until the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia will win this game. But I think it will be a little bit closer than what the odds makers are saying. If you're going to give me three touchdowns with a team that is undefeated with a great defense, I was thinking of the over-under. It seemed a little low for me, 46. But I'm going to take Florida State here. Give me Florida State, plus 21, five units. All right. The thing with this game, besides the fact that these were the first two out of the college football playoff, right, is the fact that the original starter for this game for Florida State has entered the transfer portal. So he's not even going to be in this game. They're going to put in a freshman in this yeah. game. And to that young man, I say, good luck. God bless you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that defense is going to be ferocious. So. While everyone is talking about, you know, how upset Florida State is, and, you know, I, I, I agree with them, George is just as upset, too, because of everything you mentioned. Yeah. They were the number one team all year. Had multiple chances to win that game against Alabama. We probably do not have this conversation today if Georgia had won that game a few weeks ago. Of course not. I do think Georgia's going to win, but I don't think that 21 is going to be hanging up there. So I'm going to wager five units that this will be over 46 points. Five units? Five units. Over, eh? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Would you lead us up with the next one? I will lead us uh, into the next one, which is the Relia Quest Bowl. Um, it is Wisconsin and LSU. LSU, a 10-point favorite. The over-under, 56. Now, before you start, mm-hmm. do we know if Jaden Daniels is playing in this game? Is he? I don't know. I haven't heard anything, so I'm going to say he is. Now, he's the third-ranked quarterback in the draft right now. I think he can – there is a realistic option that he could be the second quarterback drafted. It would be crazy for someone. Like, I haven't seen a guy skyrocket up draft boards since Joe Burrow played for the the Tigers Mm -hmm. like this. So, he wins the Heisman Trophy – I hope he's playing in the bowl game. I haven't heard, but being a 10 point favorite, I would assume that he's, that he is playing in this game. Right now. Now you go ahead with your pick. Okay. I think LSU got an easy opponent here in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is not that good of a team. Their, their seven and five record is a little bit of a lot. Yeah. Um, LSU is probably going to have a field day here. Um, I do believe Daniels is going to play. 
Because like you said, we have not heard if he's playing or not. We, we haven't heard yet. So I'm going to wager five units on LSU minus 10. LSU minus 10? Mm-hmm. Five units. Okay. I have really liked LSU's offenses here. And they've, you know, it's a little different of a team than they normally are. They, they've given up a lot of points, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the over in this one, 55.5. Mm-hmm. I think both teams get in the 30s. And I'm going to wager seven units on that. Ooh. I, I, I can see this being one of those high-scoring shootouts. See, and, I, and the funny thing is I was thinking about taking the over on this, but I was yeah. like, oh, maybe not, but I'm, I'm going to. And I am a Tigers fan. I am not as confident in the minus 10 as you are. I do think LSU will win, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen that much of Wisconsin this year, so it's, it's kind of hard for me to yeah. balance out this pick. All right. Uh, next game is the Citrus Bowl. Iowa and Tennessee. The over under is six. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Tennessee is a six point favorite. The over under for this game is 35. Um, I don't believe we're picking this game. Are right, wait a minute. Let me let me check. Between, uh, Liberty and Oregon. Oh, you you are correct. I do apologize. Yeah, okay. I think we decided between the two, and then we had we right. chose. I, I apologize. He's undefeated and they're playing Oregon. It should, should be interesting. Yeah. So Liberty and Oregon is the next game. It's the Fiesta Bowl. Oregon is a 16 and a half point favorite. The over under is 68 points. <laughs> I love those 68 point. Um, yeah, I find when the over under is in the 60s, it usually ends in the 90s. <laughs> so should be fun. Um, Liberty is a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. They kind of remind me of UCF years ago. Yeah. Nobody respected them. They're undefeated. They end up playing. Who, who did they beat in that bowl game that year where they ended up going undefeated? And Auburn. The national champions. Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, it was Auburn. I, I kind of think something similar that could happen here. I'm going to take Liberty plus 16 and a half. I, I like getting that much points. I'm going to put three units on it. And yeah, let's go. Let's go uh, Liberty. I, 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 I'm i going to say first off, Oregon has had a tremendous season. Yeah. Bo Nix had a heck of a year. Um, If they hadn't been beaten by Washington twice, they'd be in the college football playoff. Yeah. yeah well, you can't lose two games. But Liberty's a really good team. And and credit should be given to Hugh Freeze, who built that program up oh, yeah. before he took the Auburn job. This could be a program that we may have to keep our eye on for the next five to ten years. Liberty, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because if they keep getting good like they are right now, this could be the top 
mid-major program in the country very, very soon. Are they moving conferences no. at all? No. They're they're staying where they are. They are staying in Conference USA. It, it seems like when teams start having success, then they're like, oh well, let's move you. And and the thing is, because I think I think you and I talked about this. Delaware is going to Conference USA in like two years. Yeah. So that's gonna make that conference even better, I think. Because Delaware yeah. is an FCS powerhouse. So those are probably going to be your top two teams at Conference USA for oh, the I next would, I, would, I would say so. See, we're giving we're giving love to Conference USA. So yeah. I do agree with you though. I like Liberty plus 16 and a half. Um, I'm gonna go three units as well on this one. All right. So congratulations yeah. to Oregon. <laughs> I think last time I went against Oregon when they were like a major, like a double touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it was the game they won 52 to three. Right. <laughs> I can't remember who it was against, but I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I think we got like 20 and a half points or something. Yeah. Was it Colorado? Yeah, it was Colorado. We were, uh, we were hyping the Deion Sanders, how, how they were going to win all their games and no one gave them respect and then they got shit stomped on national television. Yeah. Oh well. All right. <laughs> now now we go to the big boys. The college football playoff. And Jim, we Jim. when we start with the Rose Bowl, but not the Tournament of Roses parade, because as everybody knows, it sucks. <laughs> Grandpa Grandpa Simpson said that, and it's the truth. So, if Grandpa Simpson says it, it's the truth. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so, the Rose Bowl game, th- this is the big game out of everything. Alabama and Michigan. Michigan is a two-point favorite. The over-under is 45. Yeah. Um, so the way I see this, is there, okay, so people that cheer for, that don't cheer for Alabama or Michigan, I, I kind of feel like Michigan and Alabama are like the Dallas Cowboys of the college football ranking. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? No, it does. Okay. Because people either cheer for Alabama or they hate them. People cheer for Michigan or they hate them. Mm-hmm. This is nobody kind of likes Michigan. Nobody kind of likes Alabama. Yeah. So this is like the hate bowl. <laughs> and I'm I'm all for it. You um Michigan has made the college football playoff many times. <laughs> I don't believe they've ever won a game. They have yet to win a game. I think Jim Harbaugh is on his way out the door to probably Chicago. Maybe the Chargers. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. He's tired of college football's rules. And I think he's, he's halfway out the door here. You give me Nick Saban with four weeks to prepare... 
I'm taking the Crimson Tide plus I got one and a half here, but if you want to do two, we can do two. Okay, we'll do two. Two is better because that's more. This is an unprecedented wager. Are you ready? I'm 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 holding on to my seat. Give me Alabama plus two, 15 units. Whoa. And this is coming from an LSU fan. 15 units. Fifth, I gotta make I, I gotta make some units up here before the NFL playoffs when this show really gets skyrocketed. So give me the tide, give me the Crimson Tide, 15 units. Man, I, I'm... Nick Saban for four weeks to prepare. I like it. And I thought, and I thought my seven on Maryland was a big one. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, we go big or go home, right? Exactly. Okay. So there's a rumor that's gone around. I, I've seen the rumor talking about uh, Jim Harbaugh. If he takes the Michigan contract that they've offered him, it is for $125 million and no NFL in the clause of the contract. Like he cannot take an NFL job. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is with Jim Harbaugh, he was so close to winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. That. I think he would love to have a second chance at winning it because he had, he almost won that game against Baltimore. He would have. And yeah. And and to all those who are saying that the lights, you know, was a planned thing. Shut up. I'm tired of hearing that crap. I really am. (laughs) It's been 10 years. Get over it. You never get over it. Well, So anyway, with Alabama, I believe they are the hottest team of the four coming into this. Because you look at the games they've had recently, Georgia and Auburn, especially the Auburn game, they were on their deathbed. They were having their last rights said before fourth and 31. I expect this to be a very competitive game. I don't know who's going to win this because I, I, because I really feel Michigan has been the best team all year in college football. I, I really do. But Alabama has been the hottest team. And when you got those two elements combined, you're going to be getting an explosion. <laughs> However, I do like that over-under number. <laughs> oh, man, you're teasing everybody, and you're just going to take under. No, I'm going to go over. Okay. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go 15, but I'm going to go 10 units that it is over 45 points. Okay, I'll, I'll say right now, if it's, if it's over 45 points, then that's an Alabama win. So, yeah. That, that's just like, like if, if, if you're taking under, then you think Michigan's going to win. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how it goes. Yeah. How many units are you betting on this? 10? 10. 
Just a measly 10? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the second act in the Superdome. Yes. Sugar, Sugar Bowl. Bowl. Texas and Washington. Washington is a three and a half point favorite. The oh, oh my. This over under is 63 and a half. <laughs> they might have that by halftime. Yeah. Um, okay. This is my take on this game. Now, now the, uh, the spread's three and a half, right? Mm-hmm. I think Texas is getting a little bit too much credit here. And I don't think Washington's getting any credit for what they've accomplished this season. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this. I'm going to take Washington plus three and a half. I think they win this game outright, and I think they win by a pretty decent margin. I'm going to take Washington plus three and a half for 10 units. Okay. Um, If we were doing picks, like as far as who's going to win the whole thing, Washington is my pick to take it all. There's, yeah, I, I think there is something about that club that screams at me. They are going to just take it all. I believe in Michael Penix, who, like, I, I mean, again, no disrespect to Jaden Daniels. I think Penix should have gotten in the hospital. Come on, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why'd you have to say that? Well, Just throwing gas on the fire. I do like that three and a half for Washington. So I'm going to take Washington minus three and a half. It's actually plus three and a half for them. Oh, is it plus? Yeah, oh. Texas is favorite. Oh, shoot. Then you know what? I know, I jumped all over it. I was like, what? You know what? I'm going to take... Washington plus three and a half. And I'm going to go, you know what? This is college football playoffs. It's like yeah. you said, it's all or nothing. Yep. 15 units. Oh, Washington plus so three and a half. You're in 25 units on, on the college football playoff. That's what I like to see. Um, so my, my take on the college football playoff is, is this, um, if if Michigan beats Bama, I think Michigan wins the whole thing. I, I just think they match up better versus Texas and Washington. Mm-hmm. That, that that tough defense. Now, if if Washington and Alabama both win, which is what I picked, I think Washington has a really good chance to beat Alabama. Just just the way they kind of match up. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of like like I think the best thing. For uh, for Washington here is is the way they got set up here. Yeah. Um. So we'll kind of see how it plays out. I'm looking forward to these games. They're going to be usually every year they put a team in that deserves to be there, but do they really deserve to be there? Right. I I don't want another sixty three to seven national championship game. Well, we will. Like TC- you got in. They ended up beating they they beat Michigan, right? Is that who they faced? Mm-hmm. Correctly. 
and a and hell of a game that. too. Yeah, which was great. Like that's what the committee's there for to get get teams in there. But maybe Georgia just would have killed anybody in that title game. Yeah. Well, we'll never know. Okay, that's the end of the college portion of our show. Yeah. So before we get to the NFL, I do have our playoff scenarios up because you know we're getting to that point. And, and do we have time for all of this? Because I I read it and it's about ten pages long. Um. Well, uh, we're gonna do kind of the shortened version. <laughs> I read the Saints one and I'm like, oh, that's not gonna happen. Then I just <laughs> went into sadness. But, well. Okay, so let's start with the AFC. All right. Baltimore can clinch the AFC North with a win or a tie. Yeah. Baltimore can clinch the number one seed, the first round by, and home field advantage with a win. That's all they have to do is win, and they get everything. For Miami... They can clinch the AFC East with a win or a tie or a Buffalo loss or a tie. The Chiefs can clinch a playoff berth and the AFC West with a win or a tie or a combination of the Raiders and the Broncos both losing or tying. It's week 17 and the Raiders have a shot at the division. Yeah. Wow. Jacksonville can clinch a playoff berth and the AFC South with a win and losses by Indy and Houston. And Buffalo can clinch a playoff berth with 14 different scenarios that we really don't have enough time to go through. So before you go on, I believe if Jacksonville loses – this this week and Houston and Indy both win then Indy versus Houston in week 18 would be a winner and win in your end scenario for the division right yeah so and, and that's what I like to see because they always flex games that are important in the last week and like I would love to see C.J. Stroud. It's, it's too bad uh, Anthony Richardson. Oh, hurt. yeah, it is. If those two guys were facing each other in prime time to go to the playoffs, that that's like kind of why we watch the games, right? Now, here's – because you mentioned, you know, the Raiders still have a chance to win the AFC South. The Browns have a chance to get the number one seed. All that yeah. has to happen is they win their last game next week. Baltimore loses their last two games, and the Dolphins lose their last game, which is against Buffalo, and the Browns have the number one seed. Right? Okay. Insane! Here's a scenario for you. And I said it would never happen, but I think it could happen. If the Browns win out, the Ravens lose out. Does Joe Flacco take comeback player of the year away from DeMar Hamlin? He might. He very well might. We said at the beginning. Yeah, we were all like, oh, it's a unanimous. Hamlin's going to win. 
This is already over. The dude died on the field. And like, okay, he came back. He he's played football games. He's not a great football player. But he came back. He came back. It's not great comeback player of the year. It's comeback player of the year. He came back. He died on the field. It's over. But what Joe Flacco's done in the last five weeks or whatever, however long it's been. People are rooting for the Browns now. People hated the Browns when Deshaun Watson was a quarterback. What happens if Joe Flacco takes him to the Super Bowl? And I said that to my dad yesterday. They, they, have, a, they have a guaranteed contract with Deshaun Watson. He might be the backup. We could have a Browns-Lions <laughs> Super Bowl. Oh my god. We could be living in the apocalypse if that happened. Um different playoff matchups that are very intriguing right now. There's two that I really want to see. I want to see Joe Flacco versus the Ravens. Mm. Because he was the quarterback before Lamar Jackson. Exactly. And he led them to a Super Bowl. Yes. Second is I want to see a Matthew Stafford return to Detroit, which could happen and probably will happen as a six versus three. Jared Goff was a throw in in that trade. Mm-hmm. And now he might be the best player in that trade. Yeah. So th- those are two that would be really exciting to see. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I do. I do see uh, Cowboys winning today. And the Lions winning their division. And I think that would actually lock them into the three. Yeah, Detroit's already won the division. So, yeah, they've already won. I don't think the NFC South winner can catch Detroit. No, oh, no. So they're God, in no. that three seed. So it's just kind of depends on where the Rams finish yeah. off. So I think okay. we could see it. So the NFC is not nearly as much as the AFC. San Francisco this week can clinch the number one seed with a win and losses by both Detroit and Philly. So Philly can still get the number one seed? Yeah, they're still in the mix. If San Francisco wins, Philly can still get it. If oh, they win. no, 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 no. If Philly wins and then both Detroit and Philly lose, San Francisco has the number one seed. If Philly wins, then they still have a shot. Really? Yeah. Because I thought... 49ers were ahead of them and they have the head to head victory. Yeah, they so. have the tiebreaker. Okay. The tiebreaker is basically the conference record. Yeah. So, well, the Still, first tie should be the head to head first. It should, yeah. I think then it goes to the conference. conference. Yeah. Speaking of Philly, they can clinch the NFC East this week. Yeah. With a win and a Dallas loss or tie, or if they tie and Dallas loses, so Dallas still has a shot. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was kind of so the Eagles win and Dallas wins, and Dallas still has a shot at that. Yeah, weird. Okay, cool. The Buccaneers can clinch a playoff berth and the NFC South this week. So if they win their game, they clinch the playoff berth. So that's 
That that's pretty simple. If they win and Atlanta loses, they clinch the division. The Rams can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Seattle loss or a win and a Green Bay-Minnesota tie. And Seattle can clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Green Bay-Minnesota tie. Yeah, lots of stuff still to be settled there. Yeah. And we got a breaking story here. Oh. It's a basketball-related story. All right. Raptors have traded OG to the New York Knicks. For a package that includes R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second-round pick. I wonder why they'd go with that trade. Um... R.J. Barrett is a Canadian, I understand. So that's kind of interesting. Having a hometown guy. and I'm not too familiar with, with Emmanuel Quickly. Mm-hmm. He's, a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard. But, yeah, I just saw that come across my Twitter feed. So pretty, uh, pretty interesting trade here yeah. in the NBA. But... All right. So we have four NFL games this week. These were my picks because I wanted to do games that had playoff implications on each of them. So that's why I chose these four that we're going to do. Sounds good. We start with the big game, Dolphins at Ravens. Baltimore is a three-point favorite. The over-under is 46 and a half. Um, okay, so Ravens have kind of established themselves as the top AFC team. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins, their best quality win, I'd say, would be against the Cowboys. Yeah. Besides that, they, they're kind of known as the team that dominates the bad teams and doesn't do great against good teams. So I'm going to take the Ravens minus three for five units. This game is in Baltimore. The Ravens have been almost unbeatable at home. I think they lost one home game all year. They walloped the 49ers on Monday night in front of 20 million plus people on TV. I am taking Baltimore. I I am going to go with the minus three because when we've had them in the past, they ended up blowing out the other opponents by 20, 30 points. Right. So I'm going to take the Ravens minus three. Uh, I'm going to go six units. Six. On that one. Okay. Why don't you lead us off on the next one? All right. The next one is the Saints at the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is a two and a half point favorite. The over under is 42 and a half. Um, you know, we talked about comeback players of the year candidates. I mean, we all said you, you, me, and uh, JC, we said at the beginning of the year, Hamlin would win the award, and now Flacco is in the mix. Yeah, he's made himself in there. I would have Baker Mayfield in the mix too. Yeah. You know, 
the way he has led this team to not only within a chance of clinching a playoff berth, but maybe winning the NFC South. Um. Yeah, you know what? I I'm I'm gonna go Tampa minus two and a half. I'm gonna go four units on that one. Four units. Four units. Yeah, this is obviously a big game in this division. Um, Saints haven't looked very good last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I I think this spread should be a lot higher. To be honest, Tampa Bay's look great. Their offense is clicking. Saints have a bunch of injuries. Um, give me Tampa. Minus two and a half. I'm going to put 10 units on it because I think it's easy. Wow. Against your own team. Too. It's my own team. Like, I, it's just time. It's it, it's time to stop kidding ourselves and get this team where it needs to be. And, like, picking high in the draft is kind of where they need to be. Yeah. So... Yeah, winning this division and facing the Cowboys in the playoffs would be fun to see. Just, I just don't think they have what it takes to get there. All right. Uh, next game, Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 44. Um, okay, so the Bengals have been playing decent. Chiefs haven't looked great. Oh my god, no. They lost the Raiders last week. Kelsey's throwing his helmet. Andy Reid's bumping them. Holmes yelling at the media. They have no receiver. Like Rashid Rice is like starting to play better. Um, it kind of depends on Jamar Chase's status. I don't think he's been ruled out yet. He's kind of questionable. I like the six and a half points here. I think the Bengals could uh, could make this close, even win the game. I'm going to take three units and uh, take the points here, plus six and a half Bengals. What I'm about to say to everybody, I said to my dad after that Chiefs loss on Monday, and probably I said this during towards the end, I truly believe all the publicity, the commercials, and now the whole thing with Taylor Swift has finally caught up to the Chiefs. This team, for the last five years, had been the like the established team of the National Football League. It was like, it's the Chiefs and everybody else. And now you've got a bajillion commercials with Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed. You have Travis Kelsey dating the biggest singer in the world. They're, you know, like reported every single day on the news. (laughs) And I really think all those distractions have finally caught up to the Chiefs. I mean, 
Skip Bayless, who is almost universally hated, said on his crappy show this week, Taylor Swift is a distraction. And I agreed with him. I never thought I'd agree with him, but he's right. I thought anybody would agree with Skip. I know, right? This Bengals team, I admire them. They could have gone down after Burrow got hurt, lost for the season. I am going to take Cincinnati plus six and a half. I'm going to go. How much did you put in on your pick? Uh, three. I'm going to go four. <laughs> what is this? What is it? what is that show? Price is right. One dollar, Bob. One dollar than two dollars. <laughs> I think it was on Family Guy, and he's like, oh, "Fuck you, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two dollars. <laughs> All right. So the final game. Now I got to cheer for the Chiefs, so I earn one more unit than you. Funny stuff. All right. right. So the final game, which is going to be taking place while a lot of people are partying on New Year's Eve. This is an elimination game. Packers at Vikings. Vikings are one point favorite. The over under is 43 and a half. There's a lot of variables here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jefferson's back. He looked great last week. The top cornerback, Jair Alexander, is suspended by the team for a game. For the dumbest reason. I like I don't know exactly what he did. I, I could tell you. Okay, oh, so you okay. So when, when I was looking it up, they, they had no details. It's just like conduct. Okay. So, so what, what do you do? So what happened? was when they played the the Panthers last week. He's from Charlotte. Sure. He decides to go out for the coin toss, even though he's not a captain. He wasn't a captain. Okay. And because of that, he is suspended for one game. All because he wanted to be out in front of his hometown people. How is he not a captain on that team? It's the Packers. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. It's the, the top. He's like their top defensive player. He's been there forever. All right. Anyways. Um, yeah. Well, with, with that one thing, that could put Minnesota over the top. Now, we do have uh, Jaron Hall starting this team mm-hmm. instead of Nick Mullins. I think they, they kind of want to see what they have in Hall, see if they have to go out and maybe draft another QB. They, they might have something here with Hall. So I'm going to take the Vikings minus one. And I don't – yeah, they don't have a shot at the division anymore. This is just wild card. Yeah, Detroit right? has already clinched the division. Right. Detroit's already clinched. Okay. So the loser of this game is out, and then the winner is still alive but hasn't clinched. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to take the Vikings minus one, five units. I – 
I'm not a big fan of the over-under on this one. I don't believe it is going to be that high scoring of a game. I'm going to go three units that it is under 43 and a half points. Three? Three units. All right. All right. Um, well, let, let's do our usual reminder to everyone that if you have a gambling problem, please contact people. There are people there that will help you. Mm -hmm. We do this for fun. We don't wager any money. You know, that's why we do units. Yeah. Because if we really did do money, we'd be broke. Right. So please, if you have a gambling problem, please call someone to give you help. They will help you. They really will. Another thing to remind everybody, we will have our own uh, podcast feed. As of this coming Monday. So all the old episodes and this one will be on our new feed come Monday. But please stay subscribed to the History and Legacy of Sports podcast because we will be getting back to that. We will. For sure. Even if we have to drag JC through the mud. Wrap him up like a mummy. Yeah. And get him on. We might have to do that. We may have no other choice. So please stay subscribed to this podcast. We will have more episodes in 2024. Unless there's anything else you want to say. I just everyone have a safe new year and enjoy yourselves. And, yes. and sure to uh, check out the games mm-hmm. and join the Facebook group. Yes, please do. Have a it's safe. It's always, it's always in the description. So have please a safe do. And happy new year. We will talk to you all in 2024 for what I think is going to be a pretty fun football playoffs when we yeah. get to them. Should be good. So. We will talk to you all next time.